everybody. Thanks for tuning into the Center Point Podcast. My name's Billy. And I'm Lowell. And we're thankful that you're spending a little bit of time with us as we work through the Passion Week. Now, the previous podcast, we've got, we've done, excuse me, we've done the weekend, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and we've even led up to Friday what happened in Jesus' life when he laid himself down willingly on the cross for our sins. So now we're going into more of Friday night, Saturday, and Sunday, Resurrection Day, and there's a, a lot of things that we do know, that we do know about Jesus during this time directly from Scripture. And uh, what's some things that, you know, taking a break here from, from Scripture, what are some things just in general in life that you know a lot about? That I know a lot about? Yeah, yeah. We've been talking oh, about some certain things, and, you know, was there anything specific that you can say, I know a lot about this? I know a lot about my family. Okay, that's yeah, good, that's I, good. I know a lot about the house that I live in and the house that I used to live in. You do know a lot yeah. about the house you used to live in. Yeah. Um, what, what, about, about, what, what about you? What's something you know a lot about? Uh, I know, a, I like to say I know a little bit about everything and a lot about nothing. That's helpful, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I know a good deal about soccer. I know a good deal about what makes Ava laugh. Um, I know my wife. Um, I think I know it, I know a good bit about the Bible, and I know yeah, about following Jesus. Yeah, I didn't want to say that that, but I do think that you know a lot about Scripture. Well, so do you? And, yeah, yeah, and that we because we've spent our life trying to study it. So I would say that we know a good bit about it. I'll tell you one thing: I do know. It's a lot easier to come up with. That I don't know. Okay, what are some things that you don't know? About? I don't know much about astronomy, and I would like to. Okay. Yeah, I would I, like to. Yeah, I really thing, would. I know very few things about astronomy. I know where the Big Dipper is, where the North Star is, Orion, and that's it. Yeah, and see, that's not much. Here's something I don't know anything about: cricket, <laughs> the, the game cricket, the, the, the little bug. Oh, the game! No, the, the, yeah, game the game. <laughs> I have no clue what they're doing. It's kind of like baseball in a way, but it goes for days, and there's uh, like hundreds of points versus hundreds of points, and all this weird. You stuff. already have surpassed my knowledge because I like things happen. I'm like, I don't. What happened there? And what are these lines? And why are they wearing weird things? And well, stuff? we bring this up because when it comes to the life of Jesus, and particularly the last week, mm-hmm. there's some things that we know to be true. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've talked about those over the last five of our podcast, things that we know to be true. There's some things we know to be false mm-hmm. about Jesus in his last week, and particularly when it comes to his death, burial, and resurrection. Mm-hmm. We'll get into those in, in a few minutes. And then there's some things we just don't know. Mm-hmm. And so I'll reference what we're referring to there to kind of as a teaser for the back half of Ooh. our podcast. Yeah. What happened on Saturday? I mean, he was killed, crucified, gave up his life, however you want to say it, on Friday. Um, I think Scripture would teach pretty clearly that about 3 o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. on Friday, Jesus um, gave up his spirit and died. And we know... We know Sunday. Yeah. We, we know that he resurrected. We know the tomb was empty. That's exactly right. Sunday morning. But the question is... What happened on Saturday? Yeah, what in the world was going on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's a lot of people that, well, there, Scripture does reference it, mm-hmm. but there's really? still a lot of things we just don't know. Right, and 
I think that dealing with the the three these three days, we can easily say people know a lot about Friday or a a, yeah. a good oh, deal yes. about Friday. Yes. They know a good deal about Sunday, but there's a little dip there in the middle of the Saturday of what in the world what did happen. It's not really a lot of emphasis put on that because there are some things that we do know and things that we just don't know. Mm-hmm. You know. So well, let's let's start with what we do know. Let's okay. start with the fact that Jesus died. Mm-hmm. So we know that, and that was our last podcast. He was, uh, Jesus was was um, executed um, through the uh, common Roman tool of the cross. Very efficient. Yes. The the most efficient killing machines of that day mm-hmm. were the Roman soldiers. They knew exactly how much suffering to inflict before the point of death. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're looking at the, their form of capital punishment, and you're going to compare it to today, there are some things that would be similar. And that what I'm, what I'm referring to is the fellows that pulled this off, the Roman soldiers that were responsible for crucifixion, um, they were experts of this. I mean, mm-hmm. this is what they did professionally. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like today, the people who run the gas chamber, the electric chair. I mean, there are there are people that this is what they do for a living. Mm-hmm. This sounds really weird, but I think of a slaughterhouse and a butcher that comes through. All these, you know, they come through, and they know exactly where to cut the precision mm-hmm. of what to do to break down a large piece of meat, and they do it uber efficiently. And this might seem to people like, why are you guys talking about this? It does very much relate to to Jesus' death. It sure does. Um, so it, so the, the men that were responsible for taking Jesus' life, executing Jesus, this is not some haphazard, you know, like the scourge of lynching in, in our country, mm-hmm. um, you know, in the past where it seemed like, you know, just some riotous crowd would throw a rope up over a branch and hang somebody. Mm-hmm. That's not what this is. This is methodical, deliberate. They know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And um, they, the executioners demonstrated, um, at expense of their life, if they're wrong, that Jesus was dead. Right, right. I mean, stabbing the, that spear into his side. Right. The last, the last thing was stabbing the spear. Yeah. Prior to that, side. they came and broke their legs. Mm-hmm. Okay. And broke the thief on the left and thief on the right. They broke their legs, and the reason for—I mean, it's just—it's—it's it's very difficult to consider. But the reason they would do that is to hurry up the process, because if the limbs were broken, then the 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 one being executed would not have the ability to push themselves right, up to take a breath. Yeah, to mm-hmm. to fill their lungs with air. Or actually, isn't it backwards to be able to expel? Well, yeah, I don't really know. Air. I guess so. Yeah, to expel air to be able to breathe back in. Right, but. The point is, they came to Jesus and they saw he was dead. Right. So they didn't need, they didn't break his legs. I mean, that's a that this was an executioner's decision. I mm-hmm. don't need to do this in my expertise. I don't make mistakes. This mm-hmm. man is dead. Mm-hmm. And, and it it seems as if we're might be belaboring it, but you have to realize the truth of God's word that he was to lay his life down to die on a cross for our sins, and he died on a cross on Friday. And, and the reason why we're so emphasizing all of these things is because of our second point. There are some things we know to be false. That's true. So That's there, true. Are, there are um, skeptics and, and those that don't want 
the deity of Jesus to be true, mm-hmm. who have come up with ways that they have found to question the the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we've we've kind of boiled those down into three very common attacks mm-hmm. on um, the the on the, the death vali- of the Jesus. validity the validity right. of his death. And the first one is what is commonly referred as the swoon theory, and this is the idea. That rather than dying, Jesus, who lost a lot of blood, who maybe was dehydrated, something like that, he passed out from exhaustion, high fever maybe, or just loss of blood. Mm-hmm. And the Roman soldiers, the executioners, the centurion, who was who had raised up and would have been over mm-hmm. many, many people. I mean, this is he's running this squad of men mm-hmm. that are killing Jesus, and they didn't know that Jesus had just simply passed right. out. They would have mistakenly assumed that he had died, but actually he just he passed swooned. out. Right. He yeah. just became unconscious and they yeah. thought, okay, he's done. And so the theory would the 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 theory continues that they took him down off the cross. And um, they, everybody, I guess, thought he was still dead. Nobody thought to check the pulse, I guess. I mean, I guess. you know, they wrap him up, place him in a tomb. Um, three days later, he comes out miraculously. Well, no, there is no miracle in their mind, but he is healed. He's from strong this enough to push open the, the, the huge stone that's been rolled in its place. Right, and then... Said that he had been right. resurrected. And then, oh, he didn't really die. He just he just yeah. swooned. So that's the first one. The next one would be the swap. Now, what's that one? The swap would be that instead of Jesus being on the cross, something happened in the middle that they swapped him out, and he was safe, and they put someone else there in his place. That's a pretty popular theory among Muslims, mm-hmm. and they even they even try to make it so that um, there was a, some type of a miraculous event that allowed the people there to think that Judas was actually Jesus, hmm. and it was Judas who died because he betrayed the prophet Jesus, mm-hmm. is how some Muslims will try to explain the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus, that he did, never really died in the first place. Right. And, you know, not just something that we're discussing here we're going back to the efficiency of the, of the of the roman guards this was their job this was their responsibility they were given a task and they just treated it as a task it was just okay another person but they were given the task of these specific people to be killed on a cross. And not just the roman soldiers but other people were motivated that Jesus would die at this point too. Yes. Pilate who Although, as we talked yesterday in our last podcast, it seemed like Pilate didn't want to have to do this, but he did, because he didn't mm-hmm. really care, he wanted to get him to get over and all that kind of stuff. But what did he have put above Jesus' head? Yeah. Here is the king of the Jews. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so he identified him. The chief priest describes the, the Pharisees, the Sanhedrin. I mean, are they going to let somebody else take the place of this one who's been going around saying he was the Christ? Are they going to let Judas, who they have been in cahoots with, to bring Jesus down, are they now going to let him switch places? I mean, why would they do that? Because if they do that, he's going to walk around in three days saying he was resurrected, fulfilling Isaiah 53, and they got a whole new problem on their hands. Exactly. So they're not going to let this happen. They wanted him dead and would stop at nothing to make sure he was dead. It just doesn't stand the old sniff test. It just doesn't make any sense 
that the people there would allow a swap Mm -hmm. to happen. Mm -hmm. They were too motivated to see him killed to allow him not to be, but then act as if he was. Right. And so we have the swoon, the swap, and and the last last one we're going to call the stolen theory. And Mm -hmm. this is the idea that, okay, so in this one would be that Jesus did die. It really was him, and he really did die, and he really was buried. Because the 1 Corinthians 15 says the gospel is this, that, that Jesus was he died, buried, and rose again. Mm-hmm. And so the stolen theory allows for death, allows for bury, but then it attacks the resurrection and right. says that Jesus' body was, was stolen away. Probably most commonly the, the theory would be that, that one of his disciples came and got the body and then hid it or, you know, some kind of like a hidden burial, and then claimed that Jesus was resurrected. Mm-hmm. But really, the tomb was empty because they stole the body. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what there's a lot of things wrong with that. The most obvious thing to me is that it would be very easy. Um, I'm, I'm sorry, it would not be very easy for these very men to give up their life over a lie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they end up being martyrs over this these disciples. So one of them was willing to go to a wicked, horrible death, you know, sawn two, thrown to animals. I mean, wicked things happen to these people over a lie that that they told. Mm -hmm. Now, some people will say, well, a lot of people die for things they think is true that aren't. That's a little different. This is not... Under the, under the stolen theory, it's not that they, mar- they allowed themselves to be martyred over something that they thought was true but wasn't. This would be they allowed themselves to be martyred over something that they knew was false and acted like it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's different. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, these things are, we, we know these things are false. Right, and not even, you know, not to go back to the Roman soldiers, but there was a guard surrounding the tomb. That's that true was as paid, well. And, and they, again, by penalty of death, they needed to execute their orders, mm-hmm. or else they would be executed themselves. Yeah, right. And you know, it's it's one of those it's one of those moments where again we go back to the efficiency, the horrible efficiency of the of of the Romans, and how they did everything to a T. And they would have been surrounding the tomb, and then you know we even have passages where the Jews paid them off because they, they couldn't explain why the why Jesus wasn't there. So they they immediately started trying to cover up the reality that Jesus died. Matthew records, uh, yeah, you're talking about what Matthew says yeah. there in chapter 27, and it says that the chief priests and the Pharisees, that they put together this team of people that that would guard the tomb lest someone would come and steal him away and That's tell right. the people he's risen from the dead. That's right. So yeah, it just it, it, it doesn't stand um, just logical evaluation that any of these things could be true. Right. So this we know things we know what is true. Jesus died. We know things that are false that that it, that he didn't die. The swoon, the swap, the stolen. But uh, what are things that we that we know are true in Scripture, but maybe we don't just we don't have the ability to comprehend. And that really brings us to, to Saturday. And before we jump into Saturday, we're going to take a quick break and uh, stay tuned with us. And we're going to talk about Saturday and all that happened on that day. 
Okay, we're back, and thanks for hanging with us. And we are discussing the three days of Jesus, of his death, his burial, and his resurrection. We've discussed the reality of Friday, the truth of Friday is death. We've discussed the false claims that people give. What else do we have? Well, let's before we get into that, so Friday was the Passover. Mm, okay. Right? Sure. This was the day when um, all over Jerusalem, this the these sacrifices would happen, and this was a this was a holiday that that the Jews celebrated. Um, then we have Saturday, okay, which in the Jewish calendar was called Sabbath. Sabbath, okay, and then we get to Sunday, which is the day that that we worship. And I think one of the things that's interesting to think about the change that has occurred um, in in our understanding of of important days. Mm-hmm. You know, as believers, we that's why we gather on Sunday, because this was the day that, that Jesus was resurrected, killed on Passover, in the tomb on Sabbath, resurrected on the first day of the week, Sunday. Um, so before we get into what all happened on Saturday, I'd, I'd like to read here a little bit from Matthew chapter 28. Um, so it says, now after the Sabbath, so that's Saturday, mm-hmm. toward the dawn of the first day of the week, that's Sunday, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. So there's those guys you were talking about. Okay, this is off Mm -hmm. the reading a little bit, you know, that were there to guard. But the angel said to the women, reading again, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead. And behold, he has gone before you to Galilee, and there you will see him. See, I have told you. So they departed quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to tell the disciples. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the resurrection passages. It's mm-hmm. described in all four of the Gospels. Um, and, I mean, it's just, without this, all that we have is false. Mm-hmm. I mean, Paul said that. If there is no resurrection, we are more pitied than any other mm-hmm. men. Take away the resurrection, you lose all of Christianity. This is an absolute farce without the resurrection. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're celebrating um, for, I don't know when you're listening to this, but for us, Easter, we're on Easter weekend. And we're celebrating this day. And really, every Sunday is a Resurrection Sunday where we celebrate the resurrection. We gather because of the risen Christ, Jesus risen again. And we gather as a church family, as body of believers locally and universally, those that put their trust in Jesus, we gather on Sunday to celebrate that resurrection. It just happens to be on Easter, we, we truly... Uh, gather together, and we we focus on that on a Sunday, on that Sunday. So this all brings us to our issue for the second half of our podcast today, and that is what on earth, or maybe what in earth, happened on Saturday. Hmm. So Jesus dies on Friday, buried, uh, buried, resurrected on Sunday. We come to this section in the middle on this Saturday, and it's, it's, we're putting this under the category of some things we just don't know. So there are some things about this that are really beyond our understanding, but Scripture does tell us a few things, 
And it might be good for us to look at, look at some of those. Um, really, primarily two passages that deal with um, what happened on Saturday. Right. One is in 1 Peter, and the other one is in Ephesians 4. Um, so I see you have the Ephesians one, and I'll, I have the 1 Peter one. And I'll mention this, that this Easter morning, um, when in a couple days from when we're recording this, I'm going to be preaching out of this same passage out of 1 Peter. Um, and so uh, I'm going to even encourage our people who are there on Sunday, well, listening on Sunday morning, to listen to this podcast to answer some of the questions that come out of this. Because mm-hmm. here's what it says, and it is kind of hard to understand. For Christ, this is verse 18 of chapter 3, for Christ also suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the Spirit. Verse 19 is the part part that is relative to us, though. Mm -hmm. In which he went and proclaimed to the spirits in prison, because they formerly did not obey when God's patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared. So well, that clears it up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we know something happened. Um, and by the way, we're saying Saturday, but I don't know that this happened at the you know, strike of midnight on right. Saturday. But we're just saying after death, before resurrection, right. the Bible says that this That's is a good something clarifier. that happened. That's okay? a good we're labeling it as Saturday, but it's just between. Mm-hmm. So what do you have there out of Ephesians? Well, in Ephesians 4, 8 to 10, it says this. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to men. What does he ascended mean except that he also descended into the lower earthly regions? He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. And that's why I said we wonder what in the earth happened, because (laughs) Ephesians says that he descended into the lower regions of the earth. I mm-hmm. mean, that is really kind of hard for us to grasp what is going on. Well, I think uh, a common, uh, if you don't mind me jumping over to the Apostles' Creed, I think a common problem that we have is the Apostles' Creed. I don't know if you've ever heard of that before, but it's a, it's a creed that was written very early on in Christendom, and there's a line in it that caused, that's, has caused confusion that needs to be clarified, and it says, um, I'm going to read maybe, part of yeah, it. Read some, maybe he who was conceived. Why don't you start there, maybe? I don't know. Okay. Who was conceived of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. There's the, there's the, right. there's the, the issue there. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. So that, that phrase there... I think has caused a lot of confusion in people, and by misunderstanding the verses that we just read. Um, right, and the re- and the re- where do they get that? Where the Apostles' Creed was written probably around in the year three hundred and something. Right. Okay, and it's just a twenties. It's it's basically just a it's a it's an attempt at systematic theology. We're going to bring together Christology and have an expression that we can we can know about who Christ is and mm-hmm, what he did. Mm-hmm. But so in Acts chapter 2 when Peter here is preaching and he's talking about Christ, he says he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of Christ. Okay, referring back to what David wrote that he was Christ was not abandoned to Hades, mm-hmm. nor did his flesh see corruption. I believe that's a quote back in Psalm chapter 16. So 
What's, what's ha- where the Apostles' Creed comes from, that line, he descended into hell, is quite honestly a mistranslation of that word Hades. Right. Hades it does not equal hell. They are two different things. Right. As a matter of fact, Revelation chapter 20, 20 I think it is, um, proclaims that Hades will be thrown into hell. Right, that's roughly 11 to, verses 11 to 15. Right, mm-hmm. so there's a, this Hades, it's referenced several places in our New Testament. Um, in the Hebrew Old Testament, this word would, in Hebrew, if you were going to express the same idea, you would have said Sheol, mm-hmm. and it could mean a lot of different things. It's the place of the dead. Right, and where th- dead people went. Yeah, and I think you, we need to under we truly need to understand Sheol in the Hebrew, Hades in the Greek. What exactly it means, because does Hades does not equal hell? Jesus did not go into hell, but you could say Jesus went to Hades. Yes. So there's. I know that might sound a little confusing, but try to clarify that a little bit yeah. for us, Lowell. Well, on that. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of different things that are, that we, that come in here. You have the Luke 16 parable where Jesus describes mm-hmm. the rich man and Lazarus, and he says that they were they were in Hades. The rich man is in in torment. Lazarus is in Abraham's bosom. Mm-hmm. He is in a a place of paradise. Right. So another word for Abraham's bosom would be paradise. Right. And now again. We're, this is under the umbrella of there are things we just don't completely know about this, but we do know some things about this. Apparently, prior to Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, people who died would go to a place that Scripture calls Sheol in Hebrew and Hades in Greek, and this was a, a place of either punishment or reward, and the righteous went to the place of blessing, of reward, Abraham's bosom. The unrighteous went to a place of punishment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, it was a holding, it's a temporary place. Mm-hmm. You're in Hades waiting to get out. I, I have every reason to believe that they know this is not my final destination. Mm-hmm. So what happened is that Jesus, I think when Peter and Ephesians talk about this, when Paul wrote in Ephesians, Jesus went to the Abraham's bosom section of Hades, and if you would, he led them in procession like a victory parade Mm. from Abraham's bosom into the presence of God, Mm -hmm. into paradise. Now, the reason why we say this is Jesus said in Luke 23 to the thief who repented in what he said, when the words he said to Jesus demonstrate mm-hmm. repentance in his heart, and Jesus said what? Today you will be with me in paradise. Yes. In paradise. And so to be absent from the body was to be present with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And this is for us now. Jesus said to God the Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Mm-hmm. He didn't say, you know, now I'm going to go to hell. Right. This, this is Luke 23, verses 40, 43 on. Mm-hmm. So... I believe what, what Peter is talking about and what Ephesians is talking about is, again, this victory parade. So, you know, not to throw a, a, a curveball at you or anything like that, but this, this seems a little bit like what, you know, what we're discussing, the, the Catholic Church would say would be like a purgatory. So what is... Well... So explain yeah, that yeah. a little bit with, okay. with the reality of what we're reading here. 
is there such a thing as purgatory? Well, I think what you're alluding to is the idea, like, are we, are we suggesting that Jesus went and kind of shared the Romans' road with the people or the demons or whatever it might be that are in Hades, um, and then they would make a decision of whether they want to put their trust in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I do not think that's the case at all. Or do you think that people on this earth die and go to a place where they suffer, and then after a time, if they're good enough and people pray them out of it, then they'll be able to make it out, scratch their way out, and be able to make it into heaven. Well, we know Hebrews says that's a point of man wants to die, mm-hmm. and then to face the judgment. Yes. Not to, not to you know, work off your sin. Right. Just to be clear, there's nothing in Scripture that says once someone dies that they will be working off their sin, no. or people will be praying them out of a situation. Nor so did can... Jesus do that. He no. Did. As a matter of fact, Jesus said... Nowhere in Scripture. Right. Said. Jesus said in John 19, it is finished. Right. And he was... He was it, uh, what happened on Saturday? Jesus is with the Father. That's where he is. Mm-hmm. I think he, well, I know that he descended into the earth. I don't know what that, I don't understand all that, mm-hmm. okay? I just know what Ephesians says. He descended into the, to the lower regions. Peter says that he then heralded his victory, okay? Mm-hmm. And Ephesians says that he then brought out these people. They ascended on high and led a host of captives. Mm-hmm. So, so, like I said, it's like a victory parade. You know, the band's playing, because Jesus has beaten, beaten death. Think about these people, even the righteous. I mean, Peter references those that are go all the way back into Noah's day. The, the, these are the unrighteous. Mm-hmm. But since that time and before, the righteous who are trusting in God have been in Hades waiting to be in their final destination. Mm-hmm. Full senses, matter of fact, but probably have greater senses than what we do. Mm. And they're waiting. And all of a sudden, in one moment in time, Jesus comes and, and celebration of all celebrations. He's broken the back of sin and death. And they go in parade mm-hmm. into paradise, into the presence of God. So... So I think that's what happened on Saturday. I don't know if that clears it up much, <laughs> but, um, but we do know what it isn't. He's not being punished in hell. Satan right. is not down there tormenting, you know, Satan is not in hell with the Son of God tormenting him, right. burning him, right. you know, that kind of weird right. images that, that, quite honestly, have flown out of that misinterpretation mm-hmm. or translation, maybe, represented in the Apostles' Creed. Mm -hmm. And it's caused a lot of confusion from that moment on where people don't understand because they're not diving into God's Word specifically and being able to read these couple passages and just dwell on a little bit. Again, we don't don't know exactly how this took place or anything, but what we can do and what we do do is we trust in God's Word. We don't trust in what someone else says— 
We don't even need to trust in the Apostles' Creed or anybody else's word for it. We go to God's word and for the for true factual truth. Well, and it's remember we started this podcast. We said that there are some things that we know to be true and some things we know to be false mm-hmm. and some things we just don't know. So and we're we're putting Saturday as something that we just don't know all the details of what happened. But let's bring in some things that we do know to our Saturday discussion. Let's bring some things in here that Scripture has informed us, and we know these things to be true. And I'll, I just want to maybe close with this. It's back to 1 Peter chapter 3. It's verse number 18. And Peter wrote this, wrote this, For Christ also suffered once mm-hmm. for sins. Well, think about that. He suffered once for sins, the righteous for the unrighteous, that he might bring us to God. Putting to death in the flesh, he put this sin to death in the flesh. It's not that he suffered um, in hell for mm-hmm, sins mm-hmm. or at the hands of Satan or anything like that. He suffered once by being put to death in the flesh. Done. Put a nail in sin and put it to death. And death to death. And hell conquered. It was it was finished. That's why Jesus said it's exactly right. Is finished. Mm-hmm. Well, it's definitely something that we can uh, think on, but really celebrate and put our trust in the resurrection of of Jesus Christ. And it's something that we want to celebrate. We I we we should celebrate it every day, every moment. We should be overcome with the reality that Jesus has put to death the sins in our life, and we can put our trust in Him for salvation, for true salvation, and have that peace that passes all understanding that in our lives we know we are safe and secure in the hands of God. Well, I think this is being released on April 11, 2020, and it is the Saturday before Easter Sunday. And um, just want to encourage you, if you're listening to this, Tomorrow is the resurrection day, mm-hmm. and get up early, celebrate, watch the sun come up, celebrate the fact that Jesus has conquered man's greatest foe. And um, really, we'd love to have you join us um, Sunday morning. Now, the COVID-19 crisis is going on, <laughs> so we're going to be doing it through Facebook, mm-hmm. um, but we'll still celebrate. We sure will. And, and, and whenever you're listening to this, um, this Sunday, unless Jesus is coming back already, we will be celebrating the resurrection mm-hmm. of Jesus. Until he comes, we're going to be doing that. That's exactly right. Well, thanks for listening to us and uh, spending a little bit of time jumping into God's Word and chewing on some, uh, some things that come from his Word. And I just want to remind you that we are nothing fancy at Centerpoint Bible Church, but we strive to be real just like Jesus is.